Welcome back to this week's episode of Breaking Up. I am really excited. This is going to be a fun one. As you can tell from the title, we are going to be kind of having fun with the trend of people's biggest icks. Um, I'm going to be talking about some of my biggest icks. We'll kind of pair this with like red flags, um, pet peeves, unpopular opinions. Just throw them all together in one big list of my unpopular opinions of biggest icks, red flags, or just like my own icks, I guess. Not necessarily only in romantic situations or relationships, but just in general, like with friends or trends or just icks and opinions of all kinds. So I think this one will be really fun. And obviously, I'm just saying all of these lightly and do not mean to offend anybody. So don't be offended by my icks. They're literally just my own little biggest icks that I have. But um, yeah, I thought this would be more of just like a casual laid back episode since the last couple of comeback episodes since relaunching have been um, more serious or heavy or about like updates on my life that I now that I've talked about and it's like cleared up, I'm ready to put to rest and move on. So that is what we are chatting about today. But my name is Michaela Samantri. If you are new and this is my podcast, I'm so, I feel like I say this every single episode, but I am so happy to be back. It is so refreshing to be recording episodes again and having this fun outlet to chat with you guys or just be able to vent about my life and be fortunate enough that there is somebody on the other line listening. It helps me feel part of something because my career and like doing social media the way that I have been the last like four years of my life, it's very isolating. Um, and I love what I do, but I don't socialize or just have that daily human interaction the way that I used to when I was in college or serving at a restaurant, you know, like that natural chit chatter just isn't or chit chat. Um, isn't in my life as much. And I notice it after a few days go by or I notice it when I do hang out with someone and my social skills are like a little, um, not rusty, but like the muscle gets sore a lot quicker than when I used to work out all the time. Does that make sense? I've become very introverted and I've noticed it. So um, this is helping me, even if it is just to my microphone and laptop, it helps me chat more throughout the day and I enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a wonderful week since the last episode aired. Um, I want to do more like weekly recaps in the beginning of my episodes. Uh, not a lot really happened this last week of my life besides over the weekend, I went to the Fauche Tower downtown um, in Minneapolis, which I really love the history behind the Fauche because about 100 years ago in the early 1900s, that was the Minneapolis sky. I think it was the whole Midwest, but it was the tallest skyscraper of the Midwest, I believe, if not definitely Minneapolis and Chicago. And it was a really big deal. It's so crazy to look at it now if you're familiar with the Minneapolis skyline because it is 
so itty bitty compared to all these big skyscrapers around it. But I love the history of knowing that at one point this was a very, it still is, but at one point it was a very iconic building for just being this huge building, which now I believe is only about 28 floors. But um, that is the only observation deck I believe that Minneapolis has. So a really fun thing that happened last week is I got to meet one of my Instagram friends named Kate. She was in town with her fiance for a basketball game. Um, so it was awesome because I got to meet up with them and my partner Ashton got to meet them and we decided to go to the Fauche for the observation deck. However, if you are unfamiliar, I think actually a lot of places are now, but Minneapolis is um, receiving its second round of winter. We got so much snow last week. So the observation deck, it's outside. It was closed because of all the snow. So we went to the Prohibition Bar at the skyscraper, which is so fun. It's like speakeasy themed on the 27th floor, beautiful views. Um, I really wanted to take Kate and her fiance somewhere fun since they were visiting and she does social media photography Instagram as well for a living so you know I knew pics were important and I knew that would be fun so if you are from the area and have never been highly recommend I think it's like ten dollars to go to the observation deck and you can walk like full around the whole um border of the building and then the the bar uh, was really cool as well. Definitely like Great Gatsby themed. Um, there were like a couple of different birthday parties, bachelorette parties where everyone was dressed up in like the roaring 20s type of attire. So definitely a fun vibe for a Saturday night, I think that was. And then my partner Ashton works Tuesdays through Saturday. So we typically have Sundays and Mondays as like our own weekend that we spend together. And I'm trying to think what we did this weekend because usually, oh, we went to one of our favorite antique shops, H&B Gallery in the Uptown area. I love antiquing. It is something that within the last couple of years, I've realized that I really value um, and I love the story of old antiques owning those type of items rather than buying something new. Um, most items, I mean, there are well, unspoken spiritual rules, I guess, with what you can and cannot buy, but definitely never buy a mirror that's an antique, a journal, a hairbrush. I mean, it depends on what you are looking for in your home, but those are like the top three most haunted items that carry um, the weight and energy of somebody that may have had it in their lifetime, especially mirrors, like you do buy those new. But um, yeah, so be careful with what you get from antique stores because if you do believe in it, I do, um, a lot of antiques are haunted and I think a lot of antique stores have some spooky things that happen. I went down a rabbit hole um, a few months ago with like hauntings at antique stores and employees saying how items always like move by themselves or certain ones that like make noise will just randomly come on in the middle of the night. There are noises, you'll hear like voices. It's crazy. So, um, but it's really fun. And I always find pieces of like my childhood or 
items that remind me of my grandma. So it's very nostalgic in a way too to go antiquing and see something from like the 90s that you completely forgot about. Um, but yeah, if you're in like Minnesota, H&B is a pretty great um, big one in Uptown. One of my favorites, I don't know if it's like actually my all-time favorite, but highly recommend if you like antiquing and have never been. So Ashton and I did that. I think, what else did we do? Oh, we went out to brunch that day, ran some errands, bought a grow light because we are planting seeds. It is the season of starting those seed kits and getting some fruits and veggies and herbs and all of that um, planted. So we got baby tomatoes, jalapenos, uh, this Lunaria money plant, wildflower seeds. What else did he get? Um, I think parsley, cilantro, maybe basil. Uh, yeah, so he got a grow light for his, but I just stole some of his seeds and planted them at my place. But I really love um, harvesting my own fruits and vegetables at the end of summer. And it's something that I'm really excited for in my next property is having that big backyard of being able to garden and feel connected to the earth. It is so funny now that I'm saying this out loud, how the things that like I used to be bothered by that my mother would do growing up or things that I didn't understand, I like look forward to now as an adult because my mom used to garden and she would spend all day outside in the garden. And then she would be so exhausted in the evening that she wouldn't want to like go anywhere. And I'd be so irritated and I wouldn't understand why it's just dirt. Like, why does she have to be out there? What is she even doing? But now I'm like giddy and cannot wait for my own garden and I plan to be outside all day. But it, I, I do understand the therapeutic healing nature of it. And there's something about getting your hands dirty and in the ground that I think is very healing. Um, yeah. So what I think that's like, honestly, it, oh, we also, we ran a couple of errands over the weekend. I mean, this is so boring. Like you're hopping onto a podcast and I'm like, hey, so my boyfriend and I ran errands over the weekend. What did you do? Um, but we also went to World Market because I needed a magnifying glass. Um, I have this new obsession with coins. I think I've become a coin collector. I landed on coin TikTok. I don't know if anybody else has come across those videos of um, coin collectors. There's this one guy, I think his account is literally the coin guy with like numbers after it, but he he tells you like which coins to look out for. Like, hey, like go through your pennies. If you have a 1962 penny with a D mint mark, like it could be worth this much money. So he's got me on this coin kick and I literally have a huge list. Did you guys hear my cat sneeze? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got this huge list on my phone of different, it's organized by pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, and then by year. And I have everything you might want to look out for. Um, there are a lot of like errors or varieties of different coins that depending on where it was made, um, there could be an error worth like sometimes like a five or six figure number. So um, it feels a little bit like a treasure hunt and maybe that's why I'm so into it. But Ashton gets paid in cash a lot for tattooing, meaning that he gets coins a lot when he uses his cash and whatever. So he has this huge coin jar at his place and I have been itching to go through coins like this is my 
my pot of gold at the end of a rainbow type of search or a needle in a haystack, but it's it feels like a puzzle. It feels like I'm on it like I'm watching Outer Banks right now too, so it has like that element of like or national treasure even. Um, but over the weekend I definitely dumped out his coins and sorted them by type of coin and year and went through and we did find some pieces of silver um which is worth more than the coin itself because dimes and quarters made before the year 1964 were made with silver um and that's worth the value of silver so um we did find some of those which were cool but if you have like any old old coins from like i'd say 1940s or earlier those are worth money there's so many common like print errors and some more recently dated quarters and whatnot. So it, it was fun. And um, that is my latest fixation or obsession is collecting coins, not even collecting, just going through the coins and seeing if I have any that are worth selling. Um, I'm also just convinced. I mean, you hear stories about that, you know, of someone that came across like um, I don't know, like an old coin for this example, and then realize that a coin that was in their coin jar was worth $50,000. I just saw a TikTok of this woman who went thrifting and saw these ceramic plates, and then she Google image searched the plates and found out that they were Picasso ceramics, and there were only like 70 of them in the world, and she sold one of them for 16000 and they were just there at Goodwill for a couple bucks. So you hear of stories like that happening, and I think that's why I enjoy antiquing and thrifting and now going through coins because you really never know what you're going to come across. Um, One of my friends in Arizona went thrifting a few months ago, and she found like Chanel boots or some, I don't know if it was Chanel, I'm really bad with designer stuff, but it was like real authenticated designer boots that were barely worn, great condition, that are worth more than what she paid for but she's definitely like a fashion girly, so I don't think she's going to even sell them. But still, you hear of those stories and it like makes me excited and also makes me think of the possibility that like it could happen to me. So I like coins right now. That is my weekly update and recap. Um, Other than that, we really didn't do much this weekend. We watched Murder Mystery 2. It was... It was a mis- like it was a movie. I don't know. It was like the first one. I was telling Ashton about mur- Murder Mystery on Netflix, and we had just watched um, The Falling Knife, Glass Onion, those two movies, and I was saying to him, it's like The Glass Onion, but with a worst cast or some cast. I don't know. I love Jennifer Aniston, but I know there were other like great actors in The Falling Knife ones, and... I'm just not the biggest Adam Sandler fan, Um, but we watched those while I rummaged through his coins, and that was our weekend, but it was pretty great, and like I said, we are going through our second season of winter here, so there really wasn't much to do since it was freezing outside, but um, on the bright side, I think it's going to be almost like 80 degrees next week here in Minneapolis for like a day, but I'm excited for that first hot day of spring. I think everyone is going to be out. Um, I was talking to my mom about how I want to go to the lakes and walk around and how busy 
the lakes are going to be because everybody is going to want to go out. But it should be fun. I'll find a patio of some sort. It's um, it's refreshing and it feels nice to start to leave my house again and go out. Like hibernation is over, hopefully. Um, I'm excited for summer and just treating my city more as like a tourist town. Not that. I don't know. I just want to feel more like a tourist in my own city because... I also, I feel like I talked about this last week, but um, when I'm visiting a new city, I feel like I appreciate everything so much because I'm just excited to be there and experience something new. But then with my own city, I'm so used to it or I forget how special and beautiful it is. So I just want to go out and treat it as if I am traveling there and on vacation. But yeah, other than that, my week was pretty much just me at home, hibernating, struggling with a work schedule. I I don't know what it is. I think it's me being a Gemini because we struggle with structure and keeping to a routine. Um, plus, we just go with the flow more. We like a change-up of scenery. We like to do something different every single day. But that can be really difficult when I work from home, when I create my own schedule because I put myself in charge of it, so then sometimes I have a very hard time um, kind of being tough on myself and sitting down and getting work done without that drive or somebody to like push me to do something or get up. It's very hard for me. I've learned right now to do it, and I'm not always like that. I definitely ebb and flow, and if it's a filming day where I'm vlogging, I'm up. I'm out of bed, 8 a.m., so energized, ready to go. Because I have like a purpose for the day. But on days when I know I need to edit or I need to, like right now, I really have to change my car's oil and get an oil change. But I just can't. Like I I could be mentally awake but still in bed for hours. And I bring that up because I'm hoping I'm not alone in that. Um, but it's just really hard, I think, to find the motivation sometimes when I am on my own out here and I've I've thought about different things to help with that you know um I've got like the hatch sunrise light in my room doesn't do much I set an alarm every single day but it's easy for me to hit snooze and then not get out of bed um it works really well when I have like a friend or someone call me in the morning because once I'm on the phone like I I'm up and I want, I like, they hold me accountable to get up. And I've had Ashton call me a couple of times. Like, I've told him, like, call me tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., please get me up. But, you know, I can't do that every single day and he can't commit to being my alarm clock. So, I don't know. That's just something I've learned throughout like the year or two living in this new house that um, ebbs and flows where I go through phases. And I don't know. I'm hoping it'll get better, like, as summer approaches because when it's nice out, I definitely hate being in bed all day. Um, but I I need to get better with my work ethic because it's easy for me not to um, push myself, I guess, as hard as I once did. Um, and I struggle with things that I didn't necessarily struggle with in the past. I think a lot of it could stem from um, either COVID or I had a really bad concussion about a year ago and 
I I had no idea the severity of concussions, to be honest. Like, I got it, but, you know, growing up, there was always a few kids in my grade that had concussions, and I never really understood, like, what made them so hard to live with because the kids that I saw with concussions seemed to be fine from the outside. The only thing was that they got extra time on homework assignments and didn't have to read in class. So as a child, you look at that and think, oh my God, they're so lucky. They're totally fine. Um, But I like, I don't know. I feel like a concussion is very common, but again, I had no idea. So I'll just, I'm going to talk about it for a second. But again, if you know this, like, sorry. (laughs) Um, I had ringing in my head and in my ears for days. That's how I kind of knew I had a concussion because I didn't know until like a week after the accident. But, um, and right after the accident, I had a headache. Um, I had kind of like hangover symptoms. I had PTSD and trauma. So I thought the headache was from that, but then it didn't go away and the ringing got worse and my vision was blurred. Um, I had focused problems. Like I've never had a worse migraine type of headache and it kind of took all of these very common symptoms for a friend of mine to be like, do you think you have a concussion? Like, did you hit your head? And I went in and I, like, talked to a doctor and it was like, oh, yeah, like, definitely. They did all those tests where you, like, follow the, like, they hold a marker or something and you have to follow it with your eyes or, like, a flat, like, a certain light that they shine into your eyes. And it was pretty clear I had a concussion. Um, They even wanted me to go to, like, vision therapy because my prescription was changing. And I know that with a concussion, it can cause, like, irritability or, um a hard time focusing or having like having a long attention span and I do wonder like how long some of those symptoms stay with you or if they alter because I mean this is dramatic but like a concussion is literally brain damage right (laughs) I think so so when you think about it on that term like a lot of how I was feeling right after like how much of that stuck and has changed the way that my brain works Um, I also heard that, and I don't know, I don't want to get too, like, who knows if this is true, but I feel like I heard that COVID leaves you with brain damage, or it's the sense thing where, because I, I did have COVID in 2021. Ashton gave it to me actually. So thanks, babe. But, um, that was like right when we met too. I was so mad, (laughs) but I can't smell like anything the way that I used to smell. I have my sense of smell back, but it's different. Like things smell different to me now. And the only way I can explain it is like, um, like the scent lavender to me now smells like BO and I hate it. Like it doesn't smell nice. And there are other things that are different too. But anyway, I know that what caused, oh my God, that was my cat. Um, what causes your, you to lose your sense of smell with COVID is like nerve damage in the brain. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And now that I'm saying this, I just like want to check my facts, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with that. And all of that kind of happened close together to me, like concussion and COVID and everything. So I I do wonder how much of like those events have affected how I am today. And because I don't feel like the same type of hustler that I used to be, um, especially in school, but like, 
when I was in my apartment, I just felt like I used to work a lot harder. And part of me wonders like, okay, is it the environment? Is it what's what I've been through? Is it my job? Is it me getting older? There's so many things I could overthink it for days. But um, yeah, sticking with the routine is so tough. And I, I just don't know. I've tried so many things, but it's hard. And I don't know. I get by. I do what I got to do. I try to stick to like a typical nine to five work environment because that's what my friends and people in my life have. So I want to be on the same page in terms of like social events and all of that. But um, yeah, that is my update. I think that's everything I really wanted to talk about with how my week has been going. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now, and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning, an oil serum to use after microneedling that helps to moisturize the face and reduce redness. There's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and most recently released an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with S with 30 SPF and an anti-aging retinol serum that I love using before bed. What's really awesome is you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money or you can purchase them individually, but try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode as well as a discount code for you. Use code MICHAELA10 in all caps at checkout. That's MICHAELA10 for 10% off. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you are good at, monetize it. I firmly believe there is a way to make money doing what you love. Whether that is crafts, dance, public speaking, or even something like yoga, there is a way to monetize it. Check out my new merch on my spring shop linked below to rep your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with the motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it. And to say thank you to my listeners, use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That's podcast at checkout linked below. Who's ready to talk about some icks and red flags, unpopular edition? I don't know actually if they are unpopular, but these are just my own biggest icks and red flags that I have, um, as well as slight pet peeves maybe. I don't know. I wasn't sure exactly what to title this, but definitely a mix of all three of those. And like I said earlier, I do not mean to offend anybody by these. It is just for fun. Nothing is that serious. So if you are worried that you fall underneath one of these, like, I promise you're okay. It's just like light, fun games, um, mostly targeted at men. (laughs) So I doubt there's any men listening to me right now. So we are in the clear. But yeah, again, I don't mean to offend anyone by these. I just think they're kind of fun and lighthearted. And yeah, just want to put that disclaimer out there because I really don't want to upset anybody's feelings. Just like, 
It's like when you go to a comedy show, you know, and then you get picked on a little bit or they decide to roast you. You just got to laugh with it. And so we're here to laugh and have a good time. Um, the list isn't that long, but I'm sure once I start talking, I can think of a couple more. The first one on my list of like biggest icks or red flags is any man that was in a frat in college. Now, I'm sure there are nice men um, who were in a fraternity and turned out fine. But like that, I just I'm not here I'm not here for it. Like if I were on a date with someone and they told me that they were in a fraternity in college and they started talking about their brothers or like crazy party days or whatever the heck came from that, I would immediately be like, I'm out. I just, I'm not, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it's fine and people, there are people that love Greek life. I'm not like a Greek life hater, but I'm just not looking for someone that loves Greek life. Um, so that's a little ick of mine. Um, the second one is more so just like with friendships, but girls that talk bad about their other friends to you, I think is such a red flag for a friend. Um, and I've been in this situation before with various people, but you start to notice a habit. And if there is somebody that constantly finds something wrong with like every other friend that she has or constantly like bitches about somebody or just kind of like about little things too, like so-and-so is so annoying because she does this or like things that you're like, oh my God, like does she say this about me? Does she talk about me like this to her other friends? Because if she is shit talking her friends to you, she definitely shit talks you to her other friends. And I'm just, I don't like girls that do that. It's so fake and it's not genuine. Like, how am I ever going to be able to trust a friend when all that the other friend or all that the friend does is talk about other people? Like, it's so icky to me and it's not who I want to surround myself with. Off of that, girls that cycle through a new best friend quickly, I think is slightly a red flag. Um, and I know it's not for everyone, but I just think in general, like if there's somebody that goes through best friends quickly like that, it raises a couple of questions, um, about like their values or how they treat their friends or how they are in friendships. Definitely something that kind of just like has a little, alert that goes off in me if I start to notice that habit with someone where I'm like, huh, something's off. Something's going on. That's like, you know, someone that can hold on to a friendship or has someone that's been there for a while. I just tend to trust more than someone that instantly is like, let's be best friends and then gets obsessive over like a best friend, bestie type of personality. But then in a couple months, completely drops the person yeah, not cute. Not here for that. My next biggest ick, someone who doesn't like cats or more specifically, somebody that cats don't like. This is a red flag because cats um, have, they pick up on energy and usually like I feel like the people that say they don't like cats think that cats are mean or have been around cats that were mean to them, but cats only like hiss or pick at or scratch like people that 
they don't want to mess like people with bad energy um I don't know my un- unpopular opinion is that anybody that says that they don't like cats or that cats don't like them has bad energy and that it's a them problem rather than a cat problem but I'm definitely a cat person and I'm not saying like dog persons are my ick. I'm saying the people that have problems with cats because cats are so sweet. Cats are so cuddly. Um, They are very, very gentle and sweet animals. And I feel like the people that assume cats hiss and are mean and just scratch you, like they've got the energy of somebody that bought, like, I don't know. I just trust cats and I think cats have intuition and energy and they're like little witches. So big red flag if somebody doesn't get along with cats. Um, okay, this next one, I really hope it does, doesn't offend my more millennial audience because I am a millennial and this is like a very specific type, but um, a little tiny ick of mine is people that still post captions or photos on Instagram that like haven't been cute and trendy since like 2014. Um, and there is like a very specific type of caption to this, but there's this one um, girl on TikTok who makes videos about this and she just hits the nail on the head here. But it's any caption that really just screams like millennial trends um, that don't really realize that like the past was their prime. I can't explain it, but this one girl on TikTok, I'm sure if you haven't seen her yet, you will now because your phone is listening to this, but um, she'll make like the still videos with sna- old, old Snapchat filters and captions and be like, POV, you're watching the story of that one girl from your high school. Yeah, like I said, I I don't want to offend anyone. Like I said, no hate. Um, just a little ick that I've noticed um, as I get older and I start to notice like my millennial friends trailing off. Um, editing myself back in here because I remembered another one off of this Instagram ick that I forgot to mention. And that is the unpopular opinion that boomerangs are out. Like, boomerangs have become chuggy. I don't think they're the quality of them on, like, boomerangs on your stories, I guess I should (laughs) specify, um, when people post a boomerang. And even, like, the subtle boomerangs that used to be trendy where you're not moving a lot the way that 2015 boomerang trends were, um, yeah, I feel like they're just not it anymore and I would prefer to see you capture a video of the moment rather than a boomerang because the boomerang does lower the quality. Also the boomerang itself does lower the quality of the video so it just doesn't look as crisp and nice. I would, I don't know, I just, I feel like that's a very millennial thing to do is still post boomerangs on your story but I promise if you take a video on your camera roll of just a few seconds, it looks nicer. I feel like it captures the moment better. It's more like realistic and subtle rather than the corny boomerang effect. But I don't know. That's just me and another Instagram trend that or opinion about Instagram that I have in terms of like millennial trends. Okay, my next biggest ick is a guy that uses a mattress as his living room couch. Y'all, I speak from experience here. I cannot believe it. Um, if I saw this now, I'd be like, red flag, abort mission, get out now. But 
I dated somebody who literally had a bare mattress as his couch because it was comfier, because he could play games on it easier. Oh my god. Um, he was in his 30s with, like, a twin-size mattress just on the floor in his living room that he would sit on like an eight-year-old boy and play Xbox from. I can't, like, thinking about it now gives me the biggest ick. Um, yeah, I guess that's the bare minimum here, but if you have a couch, green flag, uh, off of that, my next ick is about the same guy, but... This same guy also believed that he couldn't wash his comforter because it would be too big for the washer. I found this out like months into seeing him that he's never washed his comforter because it's too big to put in the washing machine. So that is another big ick is guys that don't know, don't do laundry, don't wash their comforters, um, assume that it's too big for a washing machine. And I literally had to explain to him like, why would they make a blanket too big to be washed when you're supposed to? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I had to bring him down to the laundry room, put it in there for him, and show him, look at that, it fits, especially when it's going to be washed and will be in water. Like, it'll shrink down. And that was just baffling to me that that happened. So that is now, like, a really big ick when I think about it. And a red flag. And just, I can't, I don't know. Why are men the way that they are? My next biggest ick um, is for anybody that uses Facetune to completely alter their face and body in photos. Because it's always so much more obvious than they probably think so, especially with the Facetune face alteration almost like filters Everybody suddenly has the same shape eyes and the same lips and nose. It's almost like a mask. I, I've i watched um, one of my old friends do this who used to face tune everything. And the faces that you can put over your faces, now I know what it looks like and I feel like I see it on everyone's posts. I have never ever face tuned my body to the point where it was like changing how I looked. I've definitely blurred out blemishes before and smoothed my skin, but there is something about feeding into the culture of altering female bodies that I just don't want to do online. Um, But I saw someone online put it really nicely how she used something about how when you are looking at an image for so long, the image no longer looks like the way that it looks. Um, She said it a lot more gracefully, but it was something about um, kind of like when you stare at a word for too long and it no longer looks like a word. Um, So she was saying like the people that spend hours or I don't know how long, but a very, very long time face tuning and they're like zooming in and changing all these little details, they can get so disconnected from reality of like what that is supposed to look like and alter it to a point of unrecognizable features that to them don't seem like it's changed that much because they've been working and staring at it for so long. But to somebody that like sees what they look like the morning after a sleepover or at brunch or just hanging out or like at school with them, um, it is like a completely different person. Um, 
and I know people facetune here and there a lot and I'm not like nitpicking anybody and everyone who does it but you know you know the ones that are like whoa girly that is not your face um yeah a little bit of an ick with that or uh sometimes mostly for what I do for work but if someone is sending me a photo of them for a shout out I have to save the image and when you save the image, you can see the source, obviously, on your laptop of, like, JPEG or PNG or whatever. And sometimes it'll say Facetuned because it'll come straight from the Facetune app that they save to their phone. And then they send it to me and it has the Facetune as, like, the image source. Um, yeah, I don't know. Facetune in, in itself just, like, makes me feel a little icky. Like, I'm not... I don't like it and I think it causes like a lot of body dysmorphia. I know that I even have those thoughts too where it's like how come my body doesn't look like that but you just have to remember that nobody's body online looks like that in real life Um, and that everything is fake. (laughs) This next ick that I have or just unpopular opinion I guess is the cycle of water bottle trends. Um, I get it. Like, they're cute, and they, like, have valid reasons, but you know how, like, every few years there's a new popular brand or water bottle um, that everybody has? Like, we had the the Visco Girl one, the Yetis, uh, Stanleys right now. The Stanley Cups are, like, super trendy, um, but practicality-wise, I get it's because they fit in your car and they hold a lot of water, and... Um, like they are cute and I'm definitely tempted, but they're like the trending water bottle trends are so hyped up and so overpriced because then that water bottle becomes like $65. Like, trust me, I've looked into it. And for really just something to hold water, it becomes the cycle of fast fashion trends that I don't like. I don't like fast fashion. So when it becomes that type of cycle, like even though there's nothing wrong with your current water bottle, which sole purpose is to hold water like once the next water bottle trend comes around you purchase a new expensive one and it becomes something that feels dated if you're still carrying around a yeti or a camel or like a stanley i'm interested in seeing what will be next um following the stanley water bottle trend um because honestly, like, I get my water bottles from Target. I've got this one glass one that I really love that a brand sent me, but I, like, don't want to buy a Stanley water bottle or cup because I know right now it's hyped, but in, like, a year, it won't be, like, it'll be something new, and then that just, like, instantly dates your, I don't know. I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. I know like 90% of everyone like has the trending water bottles, but I just think the trend of it itself is what I'm not here for. Like the water bottles themselves are cute, but it's that fast fashion type of cycle of trend with water bottles that we've kind of seen throughout the last couple of years that has really thrown me off because something that is supposed to be like sustainable and helping the environment becomes a mass production of consumerism and that's where I think we've went we went wrong um yeah I mean off of that fast fashion in itself is also a big ick of my anyone that shops at Shein biggest ick anybody that confidently will post that they got something off of Shein 
um, for so many reasons. Like, it is so bad to support. We know that there are, like, child labor, like, children sewing these, that there are people not getting paid. Have you heard of, like, people finding messages on their Shein tags of people saying, like, help or, like, people writing messages about how they're being treated? I don't know. I went down that conspiracy, um, like, rabbit hole a while back when that was, I started seeing it, like, on Twitter and stuff, but, um, Shein, like, clothes can be cute, but they are poorly made. They are made by people that are not treated well at all. It's fast fashion, too, so it just goes in and out. Micro trends are even worse because it's so quick that it's almost like once you get the item, it's already out of style. Um, the only way that I, like, justify it, because, I mean, I'm no angel here. Like, I definitely have a few Shein pieces, but the only way I justify it is a lot of them were given to me from my friend who literally has a shopping problem and she does buy from Shein, which pisses me off, but she will get sick of it so quickly she'll give it to me. Or if I'm thrifting and I'm at like a Goodwill and there's an item that I like and it's from Shein, I'm okay because it's like I'm okay buying it because it is um, secondhand and it's not going directly to Shein, but that one does really bother me. Um, And I love to promote more sustainable clothing brands like Mate the Label out in California is one of my favorites. They have the softest materials. They are pricey and that's the one thing that really bums me out is sustainability shouldn't be pricey and I get that it's meant to last longer. It's meant to be timeless to live out the trends but not everyone can afford to buy like a $100 yoga set when you can get a $20 one at like a place like Shein or Forever 21. And I have a few pieces from Made the Label, but I definitely like thought about it and saved up and only bought one because they they can be pricey and you want to support them, but it's not, it doesn't make sense in your own life sometimes when you can't afford that. Um, And I understand why like Shein has really cheap things and for someone that wants like a new outfit, why not? But Yeah, that's everything I had written down. I really thought I would be able to think of some more, and I just wanted to think of ones that weren't, like, generic, you know? Like, oh, like, a red flag is when someone won't support you or whatever, because that's not fun. And I wanted to think of, like, unique ones, but I also didn't want to, like, offend anybody, too, by saying, like, anybody that dresses like this or wears this or whatever, like, that doesn't really bother me, so... um. Yeah, I, like, even tried to ask some friends, but I am recording this so quick after asking. No one really had anything. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Just a little fun list. Let me know if you have any of your own, like, icks or red flags or if anything that I said made you think of similar ones. I would love to hear it. But that's all I really have so far, or written down at least, for this episode. I'm really looking forward to April, though, because it's the beginning of April, by the way, when I'm recording this, but um, I think it's going to be a really good, refreshing month, and it's going to transition us from spring or winter to spring, 
And I'm excited for it because I'm so sick of winter. Like next week, we have our first real hot days here. It's going to hit the 70s again. So I'm just ready to feel like my old self and go out and spend some time underneath the sun, get some vitamin D. Um, I just want to like go through my house, like every single spring cleaning type of feeling that you have, I have, and I'm just energized and ready for something new and to not feel as seasonally depressed anymore because it is just, it takes such a toll on you. But yeah, it should be a fun month because I'm just going to go out and treat my city like a tourist and enjoy the nice weather. I don't really have any big plans yet this month. Um... Easter's this Sunday, but I'm really not doing anything for that besides going to my parents' place and having brunch. Um, I don't celebrate Easter, but I celebrate getting together with my family for sure. Yeah, I'm just thinking about my month, but I guess there's like nothing really coming up. Oh, I really want to talk about TV shows and I don't want to, I won't spoil anything really, but I do love when I listen to a podcast and the hosts are talking about a show that like I'm also watching at the same time because I don't have anyone to share the current shows that I'm watching with, like that energy and hype or conversation about it. So I'm curious to know what everyone is watching these days because I need some new shows. I'm going through a couple of quick ones. Um, I really don't watch a lot of TV, except in the evening when I'm having dinner, I'll throw on an episode and um, I'll watch a couple of like whatever at night when I'm done with my work for the day. So I just want to know what else is out there for me to watch because I need a new show soon to get into. Um, But some of the shows that I've recently have fallen in love with and been obsessed with, I'll start from the beginning of like. (laughs) the last month or so, but New Amsterdam, I really, really loved it. I had never gotten into medical shows before in the past, but this was the first one that really caught my eye and attention. And um, low-key, it's definitely for Dr. Bloom. I realized that pretty quickly, especially toward like the beginning of season three when I was like, oh my gosh, like, are they taking this where I think they are? Because the tension there was so real. Um, that got me hooked and I am watching it solely for her, but it's a great show besides that. <laughs> um, I do appreciate the medical aspect of it and I am such a wimp when it comes to gore, so if you are someone that doesn't like blood or seeing someone with, like, a broken bone or needles, like, I was the same way, and that's why I've never um, thought about starting Grey's Anatomy or ER, like, any of the other medical shows, but this one, it's not that bad, and I feel like I've just trained myself to tell my brain that, like, it's fake, like, that's not a real arm, like, it's fake blood, it's a fake surgery, um, and it's cool now because I'm I'm getting more comfortable with watching scenes like that and seeing kind of how I know it's a TV show and it's not medically accurate, but um, it's still kind of interesting to learn more about a world that used to make me squeam a little bit. Um, but I only have a couple episodes left because I'm on the final season, season five, and it's not available on Netflix. Like the most recent season that just came out this year is only on Peacock. I don't have Peacock, but Ashton does, so it's only whenever I'm at his place and I get there before he's done with work that I can sneak in, like, an episode, Um, because, like, when we're together, we just watch 
something together. Like, that's my guilty pleasure show. It's not a show for me to have on when I'm, like, hanging out with Ashton. Like, I need to be, like, having a glass of wine or on my phone or, like, that's a me time ritual. So it's hard for me to finish the show because I don't have the peacock, but... I think there's only a couple episodes left of season five, and I just really want to soak it up. But I really love that show. Um, it's just warm and fuzzy feeling, kind of, but also very dramatic. Like, I think every single episode is usually, like, if worst case scenario goes wrong during a blizzard or a snowstorm, rain, like, power outage, like, everything's going to go wrong type of situation. But it makes for a good drama. Um, I just finished watching Love is Blind. Not all of the episodes are out yet. I think the next batch of episodes or the final episodes come out the day that this podcast episode airs. April 7th, I think, is when there are new episodes. But oh my gosh, is anybody else watching? Because I had a hard time getting into the last season. I just wasn't attached to the characters. I had the show on like in the background, but I didn't find myself like as hooked I am hooked this season like the cast is the cast isn't great but it's great tv and I am just blown away by obviously like Mika and Irina and the internet and Mika's friends like it's so clear sometimes from the outside looking in of why somebody is acting a certain way but I feel like when you're in it or it's your own relationship dynamic or even like how you were acting like they probably didn't expect to be um like reflected that way or seen that way or taken as a character that way but oh my god like the meanest girls ever for the show I saw a theory too about how um Irina and Micah probably were trying to audition for a different show on Netflix, like one of the dating shows, but maybe they like didn't get cast for it, but there were some opener, like some spots for Love is Blind, so they decided to go on that more so as like a career choice and not for love, but um, it's baffling. Like I don't even think they've seen Love is Blind before because if they did, how could they be so like, tone deaf or, like, unaware of how they would be reflected, you know? I don't know. I've seen a lot of really fun TikToks, too, of people, like, recreating what love is blind couples act like when they see each other for the first time and realize they're not attracted to each other. Like, the body language, the tone, the faces, it gets better and better every single season, and that's always, like, my favorite part is the reveal, because suddenly they sit down and they're like, wow, you, you look nothing like I thought you would. <laughs> Which is code for, like, I don't like the way you look. Um, but I'm excited to see, like, who ends up together. Like, no spoilers here. Um, cause I know that some people spoil it by looking up the marriage license, uh, cause they are real marriages, but I'm excited to see who ends up going through with it and who doesn't at the altar because I'm always like shocked by at least one couple that I thought was solid who last minute, like one of them backs out. Um, yeah, so I am definitely looking forward to this next batch of episodes cause it's a great cast this season, 
everyone is like so made for TV. And like, even though Micah and Irina are horrible people and treat the other girls so poorly and definitely give off mean girl vibes, like we're, we're invested, aren't we? Like we're watching, like they make good TV and Micah, I feel like has a bit of a redemption or at least she's, she's more of a, someone that absorbs whoever she's hanging out with but she does not surround herself with good people like the way that her friends were treating her um just says like a lot about how she and Irina were together and how she treats her friends or treats other people or values their opinions um yeah I don't don't want to spoil anything really but love is blind for sure has me hooked And then while I've been waiting for the new episodes of Love is Blind, I started watching the new season of Outer Banks as well on Netflix. And I didn't realize how much of the last season I completely forgot about until I watched the first episode of, what is it now, season three or four, whichever one we're on. And I've realized I have no idea what happened. I don't know why they're all on that island. Um, And it took me a while because the recap, unless my Netflix just automatically skipped it. The recap was not very recappy. And I think the last time Outer Banks came out, was it the summer of 2021? Because if it was, I watched that season when I had COVID. So I was already in like a fever dream state of mind, high off of NyQuil and DayQuil with Outer Banks playing. So maybe that's why I don't remember most of it. But I feel like if they had a quicker return time with the season, it would have done better. Because does anybody feel like Outer Banks this season kind of, like, flopped? Like, I didn't... Not flop, because the show itself is great, but the hype. Where was the hype? I hadn't seen anybody posting about Outer Banks anymore the way that we all posted about it when it first came out. When Outer Banks came out, it was such a hit. Madeline Klein, is that her full name? She went... From basically being, like, a small-town girl to blowing up overnight. The whole cast did. Like, it was a very successful, like, um, the Goonies almost type of show. And it had that feel-good commodity cast teenage feeling of, like, solving a treasure hunt mystery. But the the beachy townness of it it makes me want to move to a beach town and, like, just wear a bikini top all day and be happy and be in the ocean. Like, the filter that they use for the whole show that gives it that, like, orange, huey, sun, dream look, there's something about it that makes me want to travel somewhere warm and have that lifestyle. Like, they've definitely nailed that look for sure. But... I just remember the other seasons being talked about more and being so hyped and hearing about it from everyone, seeing it on social media, and I feel like when the new season dropped this year, no one was talking about it. I didn't even know it was coming out until I saw it on Netflix, and um, I feel like the pause in between the seasons was just too long, and I know COVID played a part in that, but I feel like the break was so long that they lost their like 15 minutes of fame or period of of being a hyped show that it's harder to come back when people have moved on so quickly. Um, But if you watched the first season or two of Outer Banks, like highly recommend this third one. It has a very satisfying national treasure type of feeling with um, 
the treasure hunt and what they're searching for and they definitely like bring it back home um because you know how some shows or like movies just get so dragged out or like disconnected from its origin that it's harder to stay with it like harry potter I forget which number it is, either six or seven, part one, but it's the movie where, like, they're not even at Hogwarts for most of it that I hate them, like, I don't like the most or I hate out of the series because it doesn't have that Chamber of Secrets, um, Sorcerer's Stone, nostalgic, homey feeling of these kids being at Hogwarts. Now it's just like, oh, they're in the woods and, like, half the cast is missing, And I feel like that happens with a lot of shows that do really well and so they get renewed for new seasons and the creators don't know what to do and they take it somewhere completely different, but it loses that touch of magic that had everyone hooked in the beginning. Outer Banks does a really good job, I think, at reeling it in. Like, you don't start in Outer Banks, but thank God the season is in Outer Banks, like most of it. Like, once I saw that they all return to Outer Banks. I'm like, oh good, like this is going to feel like Outer Banks season one. Like we're looking for treasure again. The cast is still full and complete. Like it had a very good, like, oh, I know the show. I know, like I'm comfortable. I'm familiar with it. And it made me like obsessed with it again. But it's crazy to see how much the cast has grown throughout the last couple of years, because I don't know how old they were when the show started, but I mean, the the years of, like, your late teens, early 20s to now mid-20s, I assume they're, like, my age. They just no longer look like 18. And it's so crazy because so much time has gone by since they filmed the first season. Like, that age or the growth in between is very, very visible. Um, But I really like it. And I... Oh, I don't know how many episodes I have left. But I'm really liking the new season definitely like that little element of scared I don't know I'm watching it at night in the dark so maybe it's not that scary but there are some moments where I'm like oh no like I feel like someone's about to jump out and give me a little jump scare but it's really entertaining and I'm in the middle of it right now so I definitely have that urge to like finish it or I'm looking forward to watching a few episodes tonight But that's kind of what I'm watching lately. Um, I want to start The Night Agent. I've heard a lot of really good things about that. And I know it's been number one on Netflix for a hot minute. So I think Ashton and I are going to watch that this weekend. So I'm excited for that. But um, we recently watched I'm Watching You. Is that what it's called? Or I See See You. It's the frogging one. better than I expected. It kind of feels like what The Watcher should have been um, in terms of just complete wholeness. Still a little scary. I should not have watched that and then gone back to my house where I live alone. Um, (laughs) Definitely made me a little scared, but it was good. I liked that movie a lot more than I expected. Um, Other than that, I don't think there's anything out beyond that that I'm watching. Um, Yeah, I just finished The Bachelor. I'm, like, a prisoner to the franchise at this point. I've been watching since eighth grade. I know it sucks. I know that it's lost its magic, basically, and it's not the best franchise at all, but I am, I'm just a prisoner. I can't get out. I have to watch it now. It's part of pop pop culture that I keep up with, and it sucks. (laughs) I'll be the first to say it's not a good show, but I have to. So I just finished Zach's season, 
blah, whatever. And now Bachelorette's coming up, should be good. I get so bored during Bachelorette seasons, though. I don't know, it's something about, like, a cast full of men that just I'm bored by. Like, everybody just becomes friends, they're all bros, they've got each other's backs. I mean, every once in a while you get, like, that fight where two guys don't get along, but it's very, like, the drama is usually pretty chill compared to putting 30 women into a house fighting over a guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, even that, too, sounds, like, awful to say out loud, but I also just, like, enjoy looking at a house full of women more. Not like that, but, like, everyone's outfits are so cute. You can see a lot of, like, girl friendships forming. Um, it's just more entertaining TV. I, I don't know. I love Paradise because you get, like, an island full of them, but... Paradise won't be out until, what, like, August, I assume? I think it's going to be a really great cast, though, so I am very excited for Paradise. Um, I Oh, the last TV show that I kind of watched recently um, is the Glee documentary, so if anybody watched Glee during its prime, I feel like you would really appreciate this documentary. I think it was called the price of glee and they just deep dive on basically all the conspiracy theories and all the weird things that has happened um if you're unfamiliar but still listening thank you but uh but glee has lost three of its main cast members and then a handful of behind the scene people that worked on the set in bizarre circumstances and um obviously like the glee curse is, I don't, it's, like, so off-putting to say when, like, people have passed away in traumatic ways to just say they were cursed, and I know that a lot of members of the Glee cast get offended if you bring that up, but they do deep dive kind of around it and the circumstances, and, um, Naya's dad interviewed for it, and that was just heartbreaking to listen to. Um, I had no idea that she called him on the boat, like, that day in July and, like, FaceTimed him and he literally told her, don't you dare get in that water. And she laughed and hung up and that was the last time he talked to his daughter. Um, and I had no idea that he drove across the country to get out there and he got there, like, four or five days after she went missing and he just said it was not, it was never a rescue search. Like, he knew day that he heard about it that whatever, like... Not whatever, but I just don't want to say it, you know? Um, and it was heartbreaking to hear this, her dad talk about that day and how as soon as he arrived, he, like, didn't know why he did it. He just immediately ran into the water and started swimming and people thought that he was trying to drown himself, which I never even realized. I saw paparazzi photos of him doing that and, like, the day that it happened and it just breaks your heart. Um, I definitely cried watching the documentary because it was so raw and they had people like Corey Monteith's roommate and friend was there and they talk about his, um, drug addictions and problems behind the scenes and fame and what happened there. So, uh, it's, then there were so many other set, like people on set and production that had really un unfortunate circumstances and passed away young and it's like, the only show in history that has lost so many members of its family in such a short amount of time. Um, 
they even talk about Leah Michelle and how a lot of the cast members like didn't like her. Like it was very, very transparent and um yeah, they talk about how how Naya didn't really get along with her or some issues with different cast members and how Leah is basically like Rachel and like there's stuff that you hear but you don't think is real and then you listen to interviews from people that were actually in the cast or on set or say things like most of the cast is a reflection of their character and that's how their character was developed. They talk about um oh my gosh, what is his name? Matt? I Mark who who played Puck? Mark I can't think of his last name. They talk about his crimes and like child having I don't even know if I can say all these words on my podcast or if that affects like monetization or whatever, but um I'm sure if you're listening and know Glee you're familiar with um what they found Mark in possession of and how messed up it was and kind of his how he took his life because that's something that I didn't see in the news right away but they also I mean I don't want to give the whole docu-series away it was just super interesting from someone that loved Glee kind of like what went went wrong or there are a lot of people that believed after Corey passed like the show should have ended and it was literally Leah Michelle that made the decision on them going back to work Ryan Murphy went to her and asked, what should we do? And she said, Corey would have wanted us to go back to work, like, just weeks after he passed. And that's why the cast was so emotional during that episode, because they literally had to return after mourning his death to film his character's death. And they could barely get through the episode, and they had to break so many times because people were still grieving and in a very vulnerable state of mind, like, crying. And I don't know. I mean... I see where Leah was coming by saying that, but also it just, I don't know. I get more so the people that think the show should have ended when he passed because it just never was the same after that as like a consumer. But to hear the cast and crew say that too, it's like, ooh, yeah, they're probably right. Um, But they talk about like numbers and stats too and how like successful the show was and to the point where it really wasn't and only like... I think only a third, if not less, of the people that watched the pilot tuned in for the last season. Like, we dropped off quick. I mean, I'm part of that. Did anybody really watch Glee all the way through and enjoy it? Like, I definitely couldn't watch it after a couple of years. Um, But I learned a lot, and it was definitely a really well-done docuseries. That one's on Hulu, so if you need something quick to watch about something from pop culture that you've enjoyed... I think it was pretty decent. Um, it's interesting, too, because they talk about how after Glee ended, like, Glee was a lot of those people's, like, first breakout role or role in, like, the c- acting community, and they didn't know, like, who they were without their character, and it led to a lot of the cast members, like, struggling with identity or just not having that same purpose. Even Naya's dad was saying how when Glee ended, they assumed that, like, parts and movies and shows would be like coming in daily but she couldn't book anything after because she was only seen as a cheerleader which I don't know I'm paraphrasing what her dad said but it's very interesting and I didn't even think about that how like it might have been hard for them to transition out of their glee characters to like other shows and casting um 
But if you like any of that, I feel like you would like that docu-series. And it wasn't like I need something like that to watch again. Um, We watched Ashton and I watched the Subway Monster Man. Oh, my gosh. What was that Hulu one called? It was about the Subway Man. They called him like the monster, though, or something. of. I can't remember the title, but it's about what's his name? Jared? You know, the spokesperson for Subway and how he was basically a predator and abused children and nobody had any idea for the longest time except for a couple of people that worked really hard to get him caught. Really, really, really disturbing documentary, docu-series. Um, They used real audios of things that he had been saying on recording without him knowing and it just makes you feel icky. Like, it's not a good feeling, but it was... It was good to watch. Um, that was like the longest recap of what I've been watching within the last couple of months. And I promise I'm not just like a couch potato watching all these shows. Like, but in the evenings, you know, I like to have something on. Ashton and I usually watch something together on the weekends. So, um, yeah, I'll try to incorporate more of like what I'm currently watching when I'm watching it because I take note. Um, mentally of what I enjoy listening to and like what I can incorporate and the podcasts that I listen to which are mostly just other YouTube influencers lifestyle podcasters like the episodes that I like and enjoy having on are when they're just chatting with each other about their week or what they're watching or reading because it has that relatability or something where if I am also watching that show like yeah I'm here for it I want to hear all of your thoughts So, and even the shows that I don't watch, I'll, like, listen to them talk about because it's entertaining. So, hopefully you don't mind that in some episodes, but I'm currently in my sunroom right now bathing like a sun, like a plant in sunlight. I'm getting my vitamin D for the first time in months and it feels so good, but my laptop is not plugged in and I was really just crossing my fingers that I could record this podcast in my sunroom without my laptop being charged. And we went from 100% to 27%. So we're doing pretty good, but I'm definitely going to run out of battery soon. So I will wrap up this episode, but thank you so much for listening. Please follow my podcast on Instagram, breaking up underscore podcast, as well as my main Instagram. If you do not follow it yet, McKayK17. Um, I just took a ton of summer content for Instagram, which is basically just photos of me in bikinis, but I'm really excited to get those posted soon. Follow me if you do not. I also post about the podcast on both. I try to, like, keep it on the podcast Instagram, but mostly my main one as well to, like, drive audience over there. Um, Subscribe to my YouTube as well. If you are not subscribed to my YouTube, I post weekly videos, vlogs, all of that good stuff. A new video just went out today, so I always enjoy that feeling right after you post a video and you get some feedback. And every oh my gosh, she is so scary. She, my Siri comes on when I like at the most random times. She's terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're always listening, but. I am going to get this episode edited and uploaded for you right now, but I hope you have a wonderful weekend coming up and second week of April. I hope it's starting to warm up wherever you live, and I'm excited to catch up with you next Friday 
but I'll see you in my next, or I guess I'll hear you in my next breaking up episode. Bye.